heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to Healing the Whole Person. My name is Susie McGinn, uh, a somewhat familiar voice at this hour, and so we just welcome all of our listeners. We have a very special program today, and for lo- those of you who listen regularly, you may remember about a month ago, we had a guest on who was the author of a book called Heaven's Helper, My Little Star. The author's name is Maureen Capistran. And she is with us today. It is uh, just an amazing true story that she's written. And it's of her daily communication with heaven, helping and teaching those in need. She was trained for three years by Jesus himself and the Blessed Mother. Then she was given the Archangel Michael, who has guided her for over 20 years. This life-changing story is meant to teach that God exists and what God would like us to know in order to advance our spiritual journey on earth and make it to heaven. Through her story, you will learn discernment and of God's miraculous powers. She's been approved by five priests whose letters are in the intro of the book. Also. Heaven's Helper, My Little Star, the name of her book, has been endorsed by, endorsed by New York Times best-selling author on angels, Joan Wester Anderson, author of Where Angels Walk. All proceeds go to charity, so today we would like you to talk in whatever subject or chapter you choose. We're going, we chose today the subject of fortune telling. And I want to tell you who we are. There are eight women on today, so I think we're not going to have any trouble with questions and comments on this subject. We have, first of all, of course, Maureen herself, Maureen Capistran, her friend Maria, Marianne Harold, and her friend Lisa from Massachusetts, Irene Sherapata, right here in the studio with me, Patricia Berktold, and of course, Angela Tomlinson, our producer. So welcome to all of you. I think you're gonna find this a very exciting hour as we discuss Maureen Capistran's book. Again, it's called Heaven's Helper, My Little Star, and I think after this hour, you're gonna want a copy for yourself, and we'll tell you how to get one. So welcome all to this subject of fortune telling. So Maureen, how would you like to begin? Do you want to talk a little bit about that chapter you've written on, uh, or do you want questions? Um, I'll just take questions. All right. Well, I have a question, because I love okay. Scripture, and so I always revert back to that. Um, I want to know what Scripture or Scriptures you used before you encountered fortune tellers what where was your protection what was your an inspiration and where did you get your courage to do this 
I got my inspiration and courage from seeing people being deceived um, by fortune tellers after sitting with groups of people and performing healing services with Father Aniello and having people ask questions and being misled. Um, I thought it was important for me to try to go out and reach out to some of these foretellers to explain to them the danger that they're putting themselves in and also others who are sitting with them. So how did you explain to them uh, the danger? Well, like, What kind of things did you tell them? Well, I explained to them, I, I would sit with them and I would ask them how did they get involved in foretelling, mm-hmm. um, how it came about. Many of times it, it was um, a family issue where the mother was a fortune teller, the grandmother, the mother, and then then they teach the children, um, and many a times that it was tarot cards. And so I would try to educate them and give them a full understanding of what exactly, were, you know, where the information was coming from. Okay. So And how it's misleading. It is very misleading to yeah. people that are in need, that are in need of answers and that will pay anything to receive an answer to their problem. Okay. So where did you tell them that the they were getting their information? Well, I explained to them that when we die, we go to one of three places, heaven, hell, or purgatory. And anybody we're communicating with down here is either one of God's angels or Satan. And so I, explained, I went on to explain to them if it's one of God's angels, God will give the gift and he will also give the training. And... It tells us right in the Bible that we're not to talk to the dead. So when somebody goes in to see a fortune teller and they want to talk to a loved one that has passed on, um, you know, the Bible tells us not to do that. And one of the reasons why the Bible tells us not to do that is because Jesus, God the Father, the Blessed Mother knows that you're not communicating with the soul. You're communicating with heaven, uh, with um, Satan at that point in right, time. Right, right. So now someone might uh, say to a devout Catholic who asks for the intercession of saints uh, that we're talking to the dead, how would you have answered that? I'm sorry, could you could you break that down that question down a little bit more for me? I'm not quite understanding. Well, a lot of times um, devout Catholics have maybe a favorite saint that they implore and request um prayers from intercessory kind of prayer not mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. not a direct communication but there may be a saint, like sometimes people who lose things will ask saint anthony to help them find something they've lost but uh, how would you answer that um, you know how would you explain that that is not communicating with the dead well, what we're doing, in, in, in a case like that, it's like praying to the Blessed Mother of Jesus. We're praying to a saint to intercede for something that we lost or, or praying for the health, the you know, the well-being of somebody. We're not asking to talk to a dead relative, and we're not, they're not communicating back to us that, that the relative passed, and the relative that passed, you know, had a golden retriever and smoked you know, a certain brand cigarette, and so on and so forth. 
Right. Um, so the, there's, there's a huge difference in praying to a saint to intercede for you for a request. And, and I, I strongly suggest that anybody that has endured a loss or has a problem, that they do go into prayer and pray to the, whatever they're comfortable with, a saint or the Blessed Mother, pray to, directly to Jesus or to our Father, and then just watch and wait and let heaven handle it and let heaven open the doors at their time. And nine out of ten times you'll find that through prayer, Jesus will send somebody to help you along with your problem. That's right. And you're not going to audibly... And you're not going to audibly hear from your relative or your husband or your wife that's passed. Exactly. You just—he's going to send—he's going to send you the help. Absolutely. So, so that's that's, so, that's how we discern. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, and the so inter- intercessory Jesus, prayer is the the key, I think. Uh, you know, correct. in that case, right? Right. Which just so like we I have here. Go ahead. The easiest way the, the easiest way to discern Jesus himself taught me this. Um, this is uh, to simplify it for everybody out there is Jesus drew two parallel lines. And he said, and he asked me, what did I do when I was on earth? And so I said, you were a teacher, you healed the sick. Everything that he did, I mentioned, you know, I explained back to him. And he said, exactly. So anything that goes outside of those two lines, those two parallel lines that somebody else is doing, we must question. Right. When I was on earth, did I speak to the dead? No, Jesus. Okay. Then we have to put that into question. That's no. not coming from my world. No. Well, one thing we know that he did a lot was drive out demons. And yes. um, so that, I would think, have come into play regarding you when you were encountering fortune tellers correct did you yes what i was yes what i was what i was trying to do is i was trying to educate the fortune teller as to what was transpiring because a lot of them have a misunderstanding a lot of them think that they're doing they're doing good work um and others are very well aware of of what they're doing right and another way to discern that is, and, and, I, and I write this in my book, is if I walk into a fortune teller and I sit down and I put it in the book and I said, I said to them, I have a question, I have a gift. Could you tell me what my gift is? And they look into their crystal ball or they'll flip some cards over and they'll say, what gift? We don't see that you have a gift. That to me, that to me indicates that that's a self-taught gift and basically what they're doing is they're just buying tarot cards and learning how to read them and flipping them over. Right. On the other, on the, on the other hand, the people that are involved with Satan and that have given them souls, souls to Satan. And I write this in my book that I've had experience with. As soon as I walk in the door, they automatically know I'm of the light and they automatically turn me away and said, we don't want to communicate with you. We don't want to talk to you before I even say anything. Oh, how beautiful, though, that they, they recognize the presence of God in you. That's right. very encouraging those, to all of us. <laughs> yeah. But uh, were you ever afraid are, doing this? Uh, you know, were you fearful? Well, or you know, this was, this was, you know, I mean, I went through three years of training. I've been doing this for over 22 years. And so this was down the road after my training and doing healing services and exorcisms and working with the deliverance priest. Um, So this was further on. 
when I had a little more experience under my belt. I mean, heaven went very slow with me. They put me out to work very slowly and gradually. Okay. Um, so it was a little more down the road that I started, you know, running into fortune tellers and trying to educate them as to the danger that's involved in it and the danger that's involved with them trying to give information to the person that has, you know, that's hurting or, or, you know, is is not stable because they run into some kind of a major problem in their life. And I always use the example of, I was sitting with a woman one day who had lost her son and she was pleading with me to give her any kind of confirmation that her son was okay on the other side. And I had called to St. Michael and I called for the Blessed Mother and I got absolutely nothing. And that very rarely happens. So I I said to her, this very really happens, but I apologize. I'm not getting anything, but I'll pray for you. And so she left, and as she was leaving, it dawned on me that the nonprofit that I was volunteering for had bereavement groups, so I offered her the bereavement group. And so she accepted that. And so that day I sat with about 40 people, and I had gone home that night, and I asked St. Michael, can I ask you why? that woman was not given an answer and he said yes i will tell you why because if she knew she was looking for confirmation that there was an afterlife and as soon as she received any kind of confirmation she was going to go home and take her own life wow and so that's why and so that's why i try to tell these fortune tellers please do not do this because you do not know who's sitting in front of you you do not know the depth of their problem, and you don't know what the end result is going to be. Now, if that was somebody that was involved with Satan, Satan would have gladly given that woman confirmation and said, oh, your son liked red sports cars or your son played basketball, knowing that the woman would go home and take her life. Yes, that's just what they want. Sure. Yeah. Just right. What, just so what the devil wants. Months later, I... Months later, I attended one of the bereavement groups, and, and, and the woman was there, and she was asking everybody in the bereavement group if anybody had tickets to go see this one particular psychic that was coming local, without mentioning a, a location. And one of the men in, in the bereavement group asked why, and she, and she sat there boldly and said, because I want to know if there's life after death, because if I, ha- if I can get confirmation of that, I am going to take my life. Strange. So that was just confirmation of what St. Michael had told me prior to attending the bereavement group. Right. Um, So she confirmed it. So we we got her the proper help. Um, We got her seeing, you know, we got her the proper help, and she did work through it, and she's doing very well today. Um, You know, years later, she's worked through it. But, you just don't know how fragile somebody is and you don't know what the situation is. So it's another reason why fortune tellers should not be doing what they're doing. Of course. Of course. I have a question, Maureen. Uh, it's Angela. Did you ever come into a situation where you were able to rescue that fortune teller from his or her way of life? Once. And, on- and only once. Isn't that interesting? Um, yes, but this is the way that I feel about it, Angela. I, I don't. I never know what the end result is going to be, and God does. 
So what I, my job is to educate them, plant the seed, and pray for them. And I, I don't follow up with them, so I don't know. I mean, there, there was one fortune teller that I, that I pulled right up and out of it um, because I went in and she was flipping cards over and she was trying to give me a reading and she wasn't getting anything. And I asked her, you know, I have a gift. Can you tell me what my gift is? And she said, you don't have a gift. And I said, well, I think I do. And she said, well, what kind of gift do you think you have? And I said, well, your grandmother is very, very sick right now, and they haven't been able to diagnose her. And she started crying, hysterically crying. And she said, that's exactly right. Please, I will give you anything if you can tell me what's wrong with my grandmother. And so I said, well, let me talk to St. Michael. And St. Michael did give her all the medical information that was needed to help her grandmother. And then I went on to tell her, do you see, do you see how badly you needed that information? And she said, yeah. And I said, now what about if you put you on the other side of the fence, you walked in and paid the $35 and asked the fortune teller what was wrong with your grandmother and you got misled. How would you feel? Because that's what's happening here. Bingo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and so then I went on to tell her the damage that can be done, and and she turned herself around. She went and got a job as a waitress. That's a great story, Maya. That is. That is amazing. Uh, and confirmation from both sides, yeah. And mm-hmm. from her mouth and from St. Michael's mouth, the exact same words, yeah. But, you know, mm-hmm. what, what struck me when I read that chapter, Maureen, is the love of God that he would send mm-hmm. you his little star, St. Michael's little star, to call them back, whether they listen or not. You're like out there, like trying to get, like in all my life, I never thought of ever trying to talk a fortune teller out of what they were doing or to tell them what they were doing. I just kind of like shook my head and walked away. But but that's not how Jesus looks at them. He wants to rescue them. Right. That's right. Right. And, and a lot of them, Angela, aren't even aware of it. They, they, they have no idea. They, they have no idea of the danger, and they have a lot of them are just not aware of how dangerous it is. And then, on the other hand, unfortunately, many of them are very well aware of it, and they're very deep into it, and they're one with Satan. And those are the one, and those particular fortune tellers are the ones that can give razor clear, accurate information and, and it's always something of confirmation it's never of anything that's going to be of any help to you because satan's not going to help you he's just going to give you some something of confirmation to hook you in and then like i said before then we're going then we just start going down a really dark road because the person becomes hooked on it and every time they have a problem or a question they're in there giving the fortune teller 35 dollars to try to get another answer sure it's addictive instead of just going Right. Instead of just, and, and God wants us to live our life freely. He does not want us to depend on a fortune teller to make decisions in our life. He wants us to pray to Him, trust in Him, and He will guide us through our life. Good. Well, now perhaps some of our um, cohorts here, my cohorts, have some pra- practical examples of how this might have worked in their own lives as far as uh, hearing answers and getting confirmation from our Lord or Blessed Mother or St. Michael. So we'll take that up after the break, uh, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. So stay with us. You're listening to Maureen 
Capistran, the author of Heaven's Helper, My Little Star. And the subject that we've chosen out of her book today is called Fortune Telling. So please stay with us. My name is Susie McGinn, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Hi, my name is Nancy Martin. I invite you to join me for a free online course entitled Consecration to Jesus Through Mary using the St. Louis de Montfort Charism and sponsored by Holy Apostles Seminary and College. There are rolling start dates throughout the year. For more information, email me at nmartin11 at sbcglobal.net. That's nmartin11 at sbcglobal.net. A Prayer for Deliverance with Father John Grigas, the rector of the National Shrine of St. Maximilian Kolbe at Marytown. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus Christ, we just ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit to come down upon us, the intercession of Our Lady and of all the saints and angels, and we come against any influence of the occult or the New Age that might have infiltrated any of our listeners, their children, their grandchildren, their nieces, nephews, brothers, and sisters, and families, and we bind Satan and all of his minions in any way that have bound any of these individuals or their families in this occult practices and we invoke Mother Mary also and all the saints in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus I just break all bounds and all influences of the new age upon any one of our listeners and may they be broken in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit may he send upon them the grace of the Holy Spirit to free them and may our Mother Mary place her motherly mantle to protect them and crush the head of the evil one as she was promised to do so in Genesis after the fall Amen Want an example of a false sense of security? How about relying on the life insurance you get through work to pay for all of your final expenses? Do you have plans to retire someday? Or do you plan on working for that company for the rest of your life? The fact is, you may lose your life insurance when you leave a company. I'm Matt Tomlinson from Catholic Financial Life, and I invite you to share your hopes and dreams with me. To discuss your options for protecting your family, call me at 847-548-MATT. That's 847-548-6288. Products and services not available in all states. Good afternoon and welcome back to Healing the Whole Person. Um, we have uh, a special show today, which actually is going to be carried pretty regularly on a monthly basis. And this is what it is. It's we're uh, enjoying uh, some great insights into fortune telling by the author of a book called Heaven's Helper, My Little Star. And that author is Maureen Capistran. And she is um, our guest today, uh, joining us here uh, by Skype. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're learning a lot of beautiful things that she's, uh, through the intercession and the relationship she has with Jesus, the Blessed Mother, and St. Michael the Archangel, uh, and how they helped her in her ministry. So let's go from there. So we were just, uh, where were we, Angela? We were talking about the, uh, her... Um, about the fortune tellers yeah. and how they didn't, some of them understood what they were doing and others right. uh, and others how, didn't understand the implications of what they were doing. Right, and how she could help them. Yeah, yeah. and I just want to point out, uh, Maureen, where can people get your book if they're interested in learning more? Um, on Amazon. On Amazon. It's available on Amazon. On Amazon. Mm -hmm. I read it. I think I, I read it maybe in one and a half sittings. I just right. went right through it. But I, I wanted to point out um, about that book, what was interesting to me is it actually was a journal 
So talk a little bit about, about the documentation process and how you wrote it, Maureen, for those who are just familiar with who are being becoming familiar with you uh, for the first time. Sure. I, um, Father Aniello was my spiritual director, and I was very sick, and my mother had given me a pair of rosary beads, and when I would pray on them, they would heat up, and I would hear this beautiful voice of a woman, and she would help, and she would tell me that you will help people, you had been chosen, and you will help people in need, and at the time, my sister was going through a divorce, and, and she was, and she was living with me. And I, and, I, and I told her, I said, every time I pray on these rosary beads, this woman is telling me this, and I'm telling, and I'm telling this beautiful woman that, like, I can't help anybody because I'm sick. Um, so my sister had came up with the idea. She says, next time you hear the woman's voice, ask her where we can go to find a priest. Because we had gone to about 10 different priests, and none of them could quite help understand what I was talking about. They were asking me, are you on medication? Are you hallucinating? Which... I knew I was perfectly normal. So one night I was praying on them and, and the beads were heating up and I heard the woman's voice and she said to me, go to the Fatima Shrine. There will be a priest there that will know exactly what it is you were speaking of. So I, the next morning I said to my sister, do you have any idea where the Fatima Shrine is? So we looked it up. We didn't even know where it was. And we found it in Holliston. So we went down there and we went into the gift shop and we asked the woman, we told the woman behind the cash register what was happening. And she said, oh, you may want to speak to Father Aniello. Um, he just transferred in and he's a very gifted priest. So that's how it started. I met with Father Aniello three days a week. Father Aniello, on the very first session when I sat with him, he said to me, I want you to start a journal and I'll meet with you three times a week and I want you to journal everything because one day this will be a book that will help other people. Wow. So what was happening, Maureen, for our listeners uh, that you wanted answers for? Pardon me? What was happening in your life that you wanted the answers for when you were encouraged to pray the rosary and all that? What moved you to do that? Well, I, was, I wasn't feeling well. I, I was I was sick, and I had built a brand new home for myself, and it had an entity in the house. And I had all kind of paranormal activity happening in my house. I had, uh, you know, uh, things manifesting themselves on the side of my bed. My bed was shaking. Articles would move. A spoon would fly across the kitchen. The water would shut off. I'd be washing my car outside. The water would shut off by itself. My Rolodex would be would move from one side of my desk to the other i put down a can of diet coke you know on the dining room table and next thing i know it's in the kitchen um so i was having a lot of paranormal activity going on in my home okay and i was and i was very frightened and i thought it was i thought it was related to the house and so my mom gave me a pair of rosary beads and she said pray on these and and whatever it is it will drive it out you know that was her answer to it and I was I, I I was I never went to church or anything. I had no idea what was going on. I was just a workaholic. So that's that's why I started praying on the rosary beads because of the, the paranormal activity um, that was going on. Little did I know, it's, it's God had a plan and Satan knew about it, and so the spiritual warfare was on before I even knew what was happening. So what did Father Yellow do? He told you to keep a journal, and then what, what did yeah, he do so, next? 
Mm-hmm. So Father Aniello told me, he's a very wise priest, he said, I don't want you to start reading the Bible. I, I had no idea. At that point, I didn't even know who I was talking to. I didn't even know that the Blessed Mother was Jesus's mother. I had no idea. I wasn't educated. I didn't go to church. Father Aniello said, I don't want you to read any religious articles. I don't want you to read the Bible. I don't want to. I, I, all I want you to do is document anything that you're seeing and hearing and report back to me three times a week. And I want to know exactly what is being told to you. So I started documenting. And in the meantime, Father Aniello, like I said, is a very gifted priest. He had prayed to Jesus and he asked Jesus, Jesus, this woman that's sitting in front of me, can you tell me about it? Does she have psychological problems? And Jesus said to him, no, son, she's perfectly normal. I've chosen her, and I'm going to work with her, and I'm going to train her, and I'm going to set her out to work for my world. So then what happened? So what I did, so I, so I would go home and pray. Jesus would come to me. The Blessed Mother would come to me. They would teach me through a series of dreams. They would tell me things. I would document everything. I would meet with Father Aniello three times a week. He would go over my journal, and he would say to me, everything that's in here is running parallel to what has been taught to other people that have been given gifts through the years, and nothing has gone out of, out of, out of boundary. So, he, so I did that for two years, three years. Um, and then I started attending Mass with him and started doing healing services with him after my three years of training the Blessed Mother in Jesus had ended, um, that's when I started doing healing services with Father Aniello and sitting with people. And it didn't take long for, for word to get out. And I found I quickly found myself inundated with, with, with phone calls and, and people and questions. And so at one point I prayed to Jesus and I'm like, Jesus, I can't keep up with this. I can't keep up with all these phone calls. I get up at 7 a.m. in the morning 7 p.m. at night, I'm, I haven't gotten out of my pajamas, I'm still on the telephone. And he said to me, did I ask you to do this? And I said, no. So basically, he just let me go. You know, it, it was part of my, my teaching, part of my lessons. And then he said to me, okay, he says, when my mother is ready, she will come and she will show you what it is that we want you to do. And then shortly thereafter is when I got the vision of the children. It was a bocce game. And the ball kept coming out and going back in. And I could see all these sick children, and they were in the street. And then I saw a beautiful rose. And then the vision stopped. And then the Blessed Mother came down, and she said, The ball is my son. A good play is stay focused on the ball. The children that I showed you in the street, they have nowhere to go. These are children that you will be working with. And the rose is the woman that you will meet that she is of me and she is of my world and she will introduce you to these children. And this is where I want you to be. And this is where I want you to work. And I was, I did not want to do it. I said, can I go, can I go solve, can I go do something else? I really don't want to do this, my mother. And she says, my love, you will just touch upon them. So I agreed figuring, Oh, if I'm just going to touch upon them, it's going to be for a short period of time. Well, a short period of time ended up to be ended up being ten years of, of working with the children. <laughs> How beautiful! Yeah. One of the things yeah. that you mentioned um, before, and I know we want to talk about the um, about the fortune tellers, but but the reason I was bring I'm bringing it up is to um, 
authenticate your story is that you kept these contemporaneous records at the direction of your spiritual director, and they have behind them, you know, names, dates, facts, figures, et cetera. Is that correct? That's correct. And, and Joan Wester Anderson had flown out from Chicago, and she had interviewed 38 of those people that are in the book as well. To, so to, I've had, I've had, hmm? Go ahead, Maureen, I'm sorry. Yes, so, so I guess what I'm saying is everything in the book can be backed up and has been backed up. So, so Joan uh, uh, interviewed these 38 people and it confirmed everything that you had written. And, and yes, Joan, she herself Joan interviewed, she interviewed all the pre and the stories in the back of the book, she interviewed all those people because she was originally going to write the book. And, and she said, if it's going to be written based on a true story, I have to fly out and interview the people. And I said, no problem. And so we put her up for a week and I set up all the appointments and the people were anxiously waiting to talk to her. Everybody was anxiously waiting to talk to her. Yeah. They were so happy for uh, what had happened at the healing that they had received, right? Correct. Yes. The help that they had received, yeah. Exactly, yes. Beautiful. So now, um, would you call yourself a practicing Catholic now? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. So that's those were your roots as well. Obviously, your mother gave yes. you a rosary, so that must have come yes. from Our Lady. <laughs> sure. Yes, my, yeah. my my mother, my mother was a very strong Catholic. She had, she had a prayer room, and she would go in there and pray. And, of course, as a teenager, she used to say to me, I pray for you. You have all the protection. And I used to say to myself, oh, okay. You know, um, <laughs> <laughs> you, know you don't know any better, right? Right. But uh, God had a plan to pull me in line. So um, he always wins in the end. For sure. So, Marianne and Lisa out there in Massachusetts, yeah. uh, any word from you that you'd like to share with uh, Maureen? Uh, I think, yeah, I think Lisa Perry here has a few questions she wanted to ask her. They're a little off subject, but I think they're very germane. Lisa, would you mind? Sure. Hi, Maureen. Hi, Lisa. Um, I've, read, I've read your book like two and a half times, and I really love it. Just wanted to let you know that. Oh, thank um, you. So, you're very welcome. So one of the questions I had is, how important is self-forgiveness? And is it okay to continue, even though you know you're confident that you're forgiven, to continue to be sorry for your past sins and do some reparation for them? And I'm sorry this is off topic. Sure. Jesus wants us to say we're sorry. He wants us to forgive ourselves. He automatically forgives us as soon as we say we're sorry. And in, in, in hearing Jesus over a 20-year period, his wish is that we repent, forget it, and continue on to do good work. He doesn't want us to dwell on it and keep going back to it. You've said you're sorry. He's forgiving you. You shouldn't be so hard on yourself. You should forgive yourself and then continue on. Repent and continue on to, 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 to do good work. Reach out and help somebody else and be productive in helping somebody else. Very good. Thank you. And another question I had was um, the Lord said not to cast pearls, uh, pearls before swine. 
So how do we know when that moment arrives? Um, could you could you clarify that a little bit? Sure. Um, you know. Sure. Could you define that a little bit more for me? Sure. If we've got a difficult person in our lives, in our daily lives, and mm-hmm. we 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 accept how they are, but it kind of breaks our heart sometimes. And Mm -hmm. we try to perhaps steer them on the right path, but we can just kind of feel like we're banging our heads up against the wall. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So what happens then? Okay. So what St. Michael has taught me in cases like that, he's taught me over and over again, is we cannot control the lives of other people. We can only control our own. So what he does is he encourages us to go into prayer and pray for that person. And turn it over to God and let Jesus handle it. Wonderful. We Thank can you, try. Maureen. Mm-hmm. Yes. We can, yes. we can I think we your can story, try. Maureen, mm-hmm. I think your story about the souls when you, uh, our lady took you to purgatory uh, relates to what Lisa's question is. When, when you uh, saw the woman, uh, the soul at the bottom, could you just briefly mm-hmm. tell that story? Sure. So if, it, if it's appropriate. Sure. Thank you. So our lady, sure. So our lady, our lady, took me to the lowest level of purgatory, and, and they 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 train you in a way that we can verbally describe it in a human way. So so I was on an elevator, and we were going down. And we kept going down, and I turned to our lady, and I says, "My mother, we're going to are we going to hell?" And she didn't answer me. And so I stepped out of the elevator, and there was a female soul that came up behind me and so I had this thought I'm going to ask her are you of Jesus and if she says yes then I know that I'm not in hell right so I I turned around and I said are you of Jesus and she said we don't see it that way we see it as Jesus is with us and after returning from from purgatory I asked Jesus what that meant and he said my love it's simple I never abandon a soul. That's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. But what about the ones that choose to go to hell? I think a lot of people who have uh, cases mm-hmm. of suicide in their family, they're always wondered if, if their child was saved. Well, again, we, we won't know the answer to that until we die. But what I've been told is we're, we're never to judge a soul, and we're never to say that if somebody commits suicide, they're going to go to hell because we don't know the soul, and Jesus does. So, if somebody commits suicide because they had mental illness, our Father in Jesus is all mercy. I find it highly unlikely that they're going to go to hell if they had mental illness and committed suicide. So, I think I've been taught that every case is different, and it's not for us to judge; it's for God, and it's it's the Judgment is God will judge, not us. So to Thank sit you. here and say, well, so-and-so committed suicide, they, they, they must be in hell. We're, 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 we're in the wrong in doing that. The only and, one that, that knows the answer to that is God. And, and the corollary, Maureen, that I just got out of that is that never stop praying for a soul. That's right. Never exactly. stop. Never give up on that soul. Right. Right, and I was also taught 
you can pray for a soul. And people ask me, I've been praying for this soul. I've been praying for my mother-in-law for 30 years, so I have to continue to pray for her. Can you tell me, is she in purgatory? I don't know where she is. Heaven's not going to tell me where she is, but I will tell you what I was taught. No prayer is wasted. So I say, keep praying for her, because if she's in heaven, then Our Lady or Jesus will reapply the prayer to where it's needed. So no prayer is ever, ever wasted. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Maureen. You are a real light in our life here in the darkness of Boston. <laughs> and I'm sure in Chicago. <laughs> Any uh, advice on hypnosis, Maureen? Very dangerous. Um, St. Michael had told me that hypnosis was one of the most dangerous things um, that anybody could ever delve into. Why? Because it's putting you, how it was explained to me, is it's putting you in a state of where you, you don't have your own full awareness. Right. Submission. Yeah. Correct. Right. You know, I often, I pray, I mean, I don't know why has God has put me in the position in my life that he has, but I'm very grateful, always very grateful. I don't know why, because I sure don't deserve it. But I know that. There, there must have been some prayers prayed by my ancestors. My parents were devout uh, Catholics and my grandparents, and as far as I know, everybody before them, but I, I don't know exactly. But I don't know what those prayers were, but some kind of protection has come down to me through the ages. And the, one of the mm -hmm. best examples I have of that experience, when I was in college, I studied medical technology. And so there was a doctor that wanted to put on a performance for us to show the power of hypnosis in medicine. So a whole, you know, we had a whole auditorium full of the, the medical students there. And, uh, we, and I went just because out, out of curiosity. So then we were given an opportunity to submit to his hypnosis, hypnotic, uh, you know, encouragement. And uh, so... I, you know, I thought I wasn't sure in my heart whether this was the right thing to do, but I did. And I started, uh, you know, listening and submitting to his encouragements. And then when I felt myself going into whatever it was, the transfer, something grabbed me and I'm not physically, but spiritually and stopped me. And everybody else was going into this trance in the auditorium. And I just opened my eyes and thought, no, I'm not doing this. And I know mm -hmm. that that was part of the protection that I received um, through my ancestral prayer, I'm sure, the way they've prayed for me and, uh, and the way God just wanted to bless me and, and protect me right then and there. And, um, of course, I've never forgotten that. It was very... Very important to me. So uh, I try and pray those same prayers for my children and grandchildren and all uh, right now because uh, I see how important that, uh, you know, family tree and family prayer is protecting us from evil. And uh, so, I, right. you know, that's, that was my personal experience with it. And Mari, mm -hmm. we only have a Beautiful. few minutes, but I wanted to just ask you if there are people that are listening right now that are going to the tarot, you mentioned the tarot cards, but there's all, I mean, everywhere you go, there's all kinds of fortune telling, right across from churches. 
What, what would you say to someone who's either going on a regular basis or bringing their friends or thinking of doing it, thinking it's harmless? What I would say to them is stop and buy a pair of rosary beads. And it will be the most powerful thing that they will ever have in their life. Amen. It's very powerful and beautiful. Thank you, Maureen. Beautiful. And, and they will receive answers from God that will be good answers that will transform their lives and transform them into something positive. Instead of going down a dark road, spending money, getting false information, misled, disappointment, and then getting mad at God because they were told that X, Y, or Z by the fortune teller, and it did not come, it did not happen for them. And then they become bitter and angry. So I would say stop right there in the mall, turn around, go spend a dollar ninety nine and buy yourself a pair of rosary beads and it'll be the best thing that you've ever done for yourself in in, in your entire life. Or if they even want to call to God. Yes. And if they even want to call two two four two oh six eight four five five at the radio station or email us. We will would be happy to send them a free pair of rosary beads and one for their friends as well, right? Right, so, absolutely. absolutely. We'll send you a whole power pack of good stuff. Of good stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah, St. Raphael's St. oil. St. Raphael oil, oil, too, and thanks some to Some blessed them. salt and yeah, some whole... beautiful prayers to encourage them. But mostly they'll have that rosary, for sure. Yeah. It, and just remember one thing when you're praying on those rosary beads. God is all true. So you're not going to receive any lies. No, it's our weapon of warfare in this battle of Correct. of evil that we're in today. Yeah, Father Vanello used mm-hmm. to say to us, and I'm sure he said that to you. He'd say, "Tell you what, when you make a prayer, either one of two things is going to happen: either your prayer is going to be answered, or you're going to get something better." How good is that? That's, that's, he's exactly right. He's exactly right. That's and ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you, you're not going to get what you're praying for, but you're going to get something better. Right. Yeah. Whether you realize it or not, it's, that it's better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for exactly. sure. Exactly. And little things exactly. and too. You know. Sometimes I tell people, don't give up, because a lot of people, I hear a lot of complaints that people say they pray and pray and pray and nothing happens, and then I go back to Jesus and I say, Jesus, this person is just totally frustrating. He says, My love, you have to understand it. He showed me a chessboard. I would never harm one to help another. So many times I have to move, you know, and again, he's teaching me at my level. I have to move pieces around the chessboard. You know, I have to move this piece over here to get over there to, to answer that person's prayer. Interesting. Other prayers have to be answered first. And, yeah, to, in it has order. to go in order because, like he said, he would never harm one to help another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. It is, yeah. Do we have time for a prayer for all those who are listening right now? Maybe, maybe Maureen, you could lead us in a prayer to St. Michael. Yes, we, we have just less than a minute. Can you do that for us? Sure. St. Michael, our guardian angel, we thank you for your love, your prayer, your protection, and we pray that you continue on to guide and protect us and the world. And we love you. We do love uh, him. Amen. And uh, amen. again, uh, if you would like to have Maureen's book, if you tuned in a little late, we'll remind you. The book is called Heaven's Helper, My Little Star, and you can get it through Amazon. And again, the author is Maureen Capistran, C-A-P as in Peter, I S. 
T-R-A-N, Capistran. So uh, thank you all for listening, and we look forward to you uh, coming back with us next week, Thursday at 3 o'clock. Good afternoon. To Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.